everybody, and welcome back to the Digital Artcast. Um, this is our first episode without Gordon. It is I, Colin. Um, Gordon is uh, actually probably asleep right now, but that's no fault of his because it's the middle of the night where he is in Scotland. So um, uh, with him gone, I can do whatever I want now. <laughs> um, today we got the amazing Matt Rhodes here uh, for an interview. So thanks right off the bat to Matt for giving up some of his time to do that for us. Oh, well, thanks for having me. No problemo. So uh, first off, um, do you want to give us maybe a little bit of quick background on who you are and what you do? Maybe, you know, how, how do you start off? What's your history in the industry? That kind of thing. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, right now I'm uh, a lead concept artist at the game developer called Bioware. Uh, and right. I've been with them now for uh, the time of this, of this recording, 11 years or so. Wow. Holy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. In concept art field, I'm an old man already. Um, but uh, that's but true. No, actually, I, concept art hasn't been been around for you know that long compared to other you know fields and stuff. It's really evolved in the last decade. It's yeah. changed into it's changed into into a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, have you worked for any other developers other than Bioware? Or is that the only no, one? No, actually, it's been Bioware straight out of school. Um, it's it's a little hard to peg down sometimes how long I've been there because I, I started as an intern. Right. Cool. Uh, in between my third and fourth year, and then I signed on after I graduated. Interesting. So, um, where, where did you go to art school? I went to art school at the Alberta College of Art and Design in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And uh, how, um, how, how was it there? Did they have like an internship program to sort of, you know, shuttle you off to a, to a studio? Uh, they didn't have an official intern program. Um, it ended up being, uh, well, first of all, I really like the school. I, I'm, I'm quite fond of it. They have had a great program mm-hmm. and, and still do. I was recently visiting. Um, but they, the uh, at the time, there were a few ACAD alumni working for Bioware, and while they were working on Jade Empire, they needed some extra help, and so they came down to look at portfolios and ask around, and so I, yeah, uh, they hadn't ever actually done an intern before, or an, at least an art intern, so I was kind of the first one to do that. Wow, so paving new ground there, shit. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so did you start on Jade Empire? That's like way back. Yeah, that was the first project that I was involved in. Man, um, and uh, what, um, what, uh, what were you doing at Jade Empire? I was doing character concepts mostly. Nice. And were they were 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 they character concepts that were going directly into the game then? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shit, that's cool. And that this is in before um in between your uh, your third and your fourth year. It was yeah yeah. Wow. It was that that summer I I was working on Jade Empire and then they were actually getting really close to the end. Um, so I was kind of just providing extra NPC concepts and follower drawings and stuff like that. Nice. And then, um, and then Mass Effect was just starting off. So, um, it was codenamed SFX at the time and <laughs> I just, just kind of started doing work for that. And then, um, I, I stayed on, on contract while I went back to school. So I was doing, um, Mass Effect designs in between homework assignments. Jeez. Now that, that is something that a lot of people will be envious of, like, you know, interning and then basically just being able to stay on at the studio that you're, uh, yeah. working the summer before that's actually, yeah, um, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. It was a dream come true. Cause the I mean, previous summers I was like landscaping and biting my fingernails off worried that I wouldn't be able to pay for my next semester. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so, um, so, um, before you interned at Bioware, did you kind of know who they were or was it sort of like just a thing that dropped out of the sky? Uh, it really, for me, it really dropped out of the sky. Like I, I had played Knights of the Old Republic with a friend, um, but I didn't. I never connected it to a developer. I didn't. I, I wasn't following them in any in in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really was <laughs> actually. It really was out of the blue because I was on my way home one day, and a teacher just said, "Hey, grab whatever artwork you can find and come to this room." Oh my god, so, that's so all, cool! <laughs> yeah. So all I had, I had my sketchbook, and I, there were a whole bunch of fourth years standing in in the room. 
and they basically push me to the front of the line. I, I can only assume to just get me out of the way. Um, but and I just sat down in front of right in front of the people now that my were art there. Director. Yeah, yeah. My current art director on on uh, like his name is Matt Goldman, mm-hmm. and uh, he was actually the one that that talked to me. And I had no idea who he was, so I just <laughs> handed him my sketchbook and we just talked about games and art and. And then I went home, and then two weeks later, I got the phone call that said, you want to be, be an intern? Wow, not like five minutes or whatever it was. You must have made quite the impression then. Shit. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> That's very, really cool. I'm very thankful I carried my sketchbook wherever I went. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, um, so before that, um, uh, d- did you have sort of dreams to get into art in games, or, was, or did it literally just fall out of the sky? It literally fell out of the sky. It was wow. never games. It was, it was only, a, like, in my mind, it was either film or... Uh, or comics film or comics like uh, yeah. um, feature films or animation uh, whatever I could find um, I would have I would have gone to animation school if I could have afforded it mm-hmm. um, but uh, but I went to art school instead and and so I just thought okay I'll find some way to do it somehow or graphic novels or um, you know movie movie concept art was getting pretty interesting at the time so yeah. I thought that would be kind of a cool direction ahead 11 years ago that would have been um, uh, 2005 yeah yeah, I guess um, I guess movies were really starting to pick up then, especially animated films as well. Shit. Yeah. And, um, I can tell you from experience, animation school is very expensive because I just graduated like four months ago. Oh, congratulations! It's uh, it's, it's it's killer in terms of tuition. Yeah. But it was um, like like um um like you're fond of your school. I'm definitely fond of where I came from as well. It it was uh. Was that I mean, Sheridan? Yeah, that was Sheridan. It was um, it's it really is what you put into it, and I put a lot into yeah. it, and you know, obviously, you get a lot of out of it when you do that. That's absolutely, that's, uh, yeah, every, every student or aspiring artist needs to know that, like, you're not going to get anything out of it, but what you put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we, have so, to, we, have, we actually have a, a whole, a fair amount of Sheridan grads with us at Bioware. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I was, uh, um, I don't know any by name, but I know for a fact that a lot of fourth years um, either, either got scooped up immediately or, or went off after, you know, like a, like a, like a studio or two. Like, I think, um, uh, do you know Ben Lowe? I do. Man, ah, I saw his, I saw his thesis film back back right before i did my thesis film and i was just like I, this this guy is gonna end up places and then he goes and <laughs> works on bioshock infinite now he's at bioware and i'm just like god yeah. damn that's awesome i know it's really awesome i i work with uh do you know uh nick thornborough or uh casper conifel um both names are familiar i do not know them in person okay though. yeah they, they're they're both on the concept art team wow and they are are, are they both from sheridan yeah nice and i guess both from animation too yes it's weird yeah. how like all that all the animation people are going off and not doing animation <laughs> know, right yeah <laughs> what happens when you just burn a bunch of 2d animation desks i guess more yeah i mean like animation also gets you to draw an absolute crap ton so maybe people would be and like i could put these drawings to such better use <laughs> totally well I, I mean and that's i mean again this makes me sound like a luddite and an old man but but as great as new technologies and awesome things are if you can draw, you can use ZBrush. If you can draw, you can use whatever. You, like it just the drawing is the true potent skill. I don't know. Yeah. So like, um, if if say you met someone who wanted to like really really get into 3D, what um w- would you say for them to you know practice 3D a lot or maybe go half and half drawing in 3D? Uh, half and half drawing in 3D would would probably turn them into a monster. Really? I think so. Because uh, like the 3D is great and that's awesome, but there's something about drawing i mean i've used this i I was talking about this in montreal recently that there's you you, there's a lot of artists that i know that if like they draw incredibly and then when they go to turn their artistic attentions elsewhere it's just 
it it's still there. It's still amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at yeah, the, just even some of the 3D artists on our project, some of the great ones. You, you look at their own personal work and their own paintings, their own drawings, and they're incredible. I and just they, think it's, and they're and they're clearly still doing drawings and paintings on their own. It's not just yeah, it's 3D. I, I'm I'm convinced, and this sounds a little tinfoil hat, but I, I'm I'm convinced that drawing is an immutable skill. Mm-hmm. Something that you just is, can't go without if you want to work in the industry. Yeah, it's one of it's like the core skill. It's like such a fundamental. You can't break it down into any of its more part, any more parts. And if you can do it, it applies to almost everything. Yeah, like um, I don't know if it's my training or my own experience, but I completely agree with that. And uh, yeah. even even the people I'm working for now. You know, uh, <laughs> um, I um, I work for Elliot Animation in Toronto, and um, I I've sort of gotten to be pretty good buds with the guy who uh, who runs the studio, George Elliot, and he's just like, dude, it's all about drawing. Like, draw mm-hmm. those ellipses. Don't just you know Photoshop them. You know, like like you really really got the got to yeah. get those drawing skills down. And even even if you think you have it down, you don't. You just keep going. Oh yeah, it's 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 infuriatingly unlike bicycle riding. Yeah, like, you do you do forget. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. You can you can pick up a bicycle after. I mean, I'm not I'm not even close to thirty, but after like thirty years or a guitar, <laughs> and you should be able to more or less remember, you know, at least enough to get by. But yeah, yeah, you know, you go you you go without drawing for even a week, and it's like what what the hell? I'm like, oh yeah, five years back. Exactly. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's kind of terrifying how you have to just constantly keep up with it no matter what. It's just like physical mm-hmm. exercise. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah, it's much closer to that than it is to a skill, a weird muscle memory skill like bicycle. Right? Yeah. So um uh so so I'm um, sort of moving forward at um at Bioware um um how many products have you been involved with there? Uh, let's see. Okay, Jet Empire, Mass One, Two, Three, Inquisition, Dragon Age Two. That's six that are public and then about three projects that didn't work out so nine wow holy (laughs) nine all told six real ones and um and and and, um also with a lot of the same people yeah yeah well and that's one of the great things about being around the same place for so long it has been with a a lot of the same people and like even still working with a with a team that's been around forever so yeah so geez and um uh, have have you also sort of like switched roles as you sort of continued through your eleven years there, or were you mostly just on the you know art team, concept art team? I think I've just figured out more about what the role means. Right. Uh, because I mean, honestly, I, I'm 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 very thankful. I, I never try to take it for granted that I got to join the company doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I came in as a concept artist, and that was exactly what I have always dreamed of doing. Wow! Yeah, you really lucked um, out in that in that case. <laughs> absolutely. And so I, I think for the, over the last ten years, it's just been a matter of figuring out what that means and 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 trying to find out the best way to do it, and also living up to the responsibility of it. Because honestly, there's a there was a certain amount of terror. I mean, I worked on Mass Effect fresh out of college, mm-hmm. and that ended up becoming. I mean, Mass Effect. So it's like trying to become an artist worthy of that responsibility. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, just, just thinking about Mass 1, 2, and 3, like I played those games to death and just looking at the visual design in like literally everything, like like I have the Normandy up on my desk just to remind me, like there's that one shape that permeates everything in those games. Yep. Like it's just, 
<laughs> it's awesome, man. Yeah, so so out of all those projects that you were involved with, either the ones that went through, the ones that didn't, was there was there any one particular one that you thought you know was the most rewarding or your favorite, or were they all sort of more or less the same on that scale? Oh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Definitely. Oh, yeah, really? absolutely. Not even close. Honestly, so far it has been like the highlight of my career. Really? And um and and um why was that? Uh, it was kind of a, a perfect storm of reasons. Uh, first it was for years I had been begging for them to put all of the concept artists in the same room. Um, Bioware's kind of built like a, the building we're in is kind of like a drywall submarine. Like it's a lot of little offices down long hallways. Oh, okay, cool. Um, it's not a very open plan space. So I've been begging, like, put us all together. Let us all kind of feed off each other. Cause we've been kind of separated for whatever reason. Right. And so Inquisition, we finally all got everybody together in the same room. And it just, the creativity just, it was like static walking in. It was great. You just look over your shoulder and suddenly you're inspired and people were egging each other on. And <laughs> nice. um, so that was great. Um, we also had like our art director on that project, Matt Goldman. Um, I just really admire him. I think as a, as an art director, he's kind of what I would aspire to be if I ever decide I want to head that, down that path mm-hmm. in that he, he really, um, he trusts his team and he defends his team. So he lets us get weird and then he defends our weirdness against the rest of the project. Interesting. Wow. That's awesome. So like in, in, um, in putting all, like all the artists at Bioware together in a room, you guys kind of became greater than the sum of your parts then. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and that, you know, I, I like to say, um, like we were, we were able to release an art book for inquisition and, um, there became a, a point where we, we had the discussion that, you know, we can't credit each image individually. We have to do it like movie credits because there isn't a single image that we can find that was just done by one person. Right. Like some of them were drawn entirely by one person, but it's subject matter that was designed by someone else or, or you know, it wouldn't have gotten that to that point without, you know. A whole bunch of people throwing an idea. Yeah, so there was just like ego was stripped away, and and everyone just basically kept pushing and pushing and sharing techniques, and yeah, it was it was it was a really great experience. Also, just allowed you all to operate at the top of your game, then. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Like you know what? Um, I noticed in in transitioning from from Dragon Age two to um to Inquisition when I played it, I was just like, this is something different. This is like like it's it's good. It wasn't what I was expecting, but even from that first cutscene, you know, when 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 um when your character's like you know. Um, in in uh, um, I, I can't remember if it, if it was a dream sequence or it was um, it was right after the explosion and you're like you're yeah. like climbing up that tower. I'm just like, yeah. There's something there's something different. There's something cinematic going on here that just wasn't in the other two, or even yeah. even in Mass Effect. And I was just like, what is going on? This is cool, and it carried throughout pretty much you know like like the entire game. And I was just like, damn. Well, and I and that's I mean I I felt the same way watching, especially like that opening sequence for as an example. Um, Nick Thornborough was looking at how the opening was happening and it was a lot of exposition and walking and talking and Nick just knew that there was a better way to tell that story and so he storyboarded that whole sequence uh, essentially on his own I think wow and then and then he brought it to color so he fully colorized it and then one of our cinematics guys put it to animatic like made an animatic of it Mm -hmm. and uh, we all got so excited about it and we, when we brought it to the writers and the uh, lead and the designers and all the leads on the project, we basically just let it play, <clears throat> and everyone just left the room knowing that that's what we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, There's like no other way, guys. It's just like, well, of course we're doing that. Wow. Um, you know, just uh, yeah, the, uh, an interesting mystery. You don't know what's going on exactly. It's telling, it's giving you information, but not too much. And 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 that actually really helped kick off. Um, uh, we did a lot more storyboarding for mm-hmm. that game 
um, really than ever before. So, so we spent so probably a good six like... months for where uh, at least three or four concept artists were doing just storyboards. Wow. Holy. Is that is that something typical that would happen on another project? Or are you guys mostly focusing on actual design? For the most part, just design. Wow. Um, most storyboard stuff ha would be done by cinematic artists and, and then only a few of them that feel comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. um, but this time around, we kind of just... Uh, it, we. Yeah, we were able to buy ourselves the time. That was another thing that made the project really great was that um, we had originally been working on an expansion for Dragon Age 2. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when we decided to switch over to the uh, Frostbite engine, we decided to just basically cut our losses, like just start a new game, um, start the next game, uh, the next full game. Right. But all, all of that stuff we'd done for the expansion was still relevant. Gotcha. Story-wise as well? Uh, Story-wise, it was mostly, and with the, the writers were very uh, helpful. Like they basically wrote a lot of that stuff into the, the story, and so uh, basically bought us about I don't know five or six months worth of concept art time. Wow, yeah, which I guess probably made a huge difference too. It really did. Well, and that's why we were able to get like the tarot cards for the menu systems, and those were beautiful. Um, I was just like, man, like again, just going above and beyond in that particular game compared to. I mean, like like the last two were fantastic, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I like to say too, like Dragon Age 2 was the sketch and Inquisition was the execution. Right. Um, like, because the, the art direction in Dragon Age 2, like it was a different art director. It was a lot of the different, a, a, a different, a lot of different art, artists on that team. Um, so it is definitely a change, but it was like, you know, we just weren't able to completely execute what we wanted to on Dragon Age 2. Inquisition was finally being able to take that model that we knew worked and give it all the attention and the love and the and the time and the frostbite engine frankly right yeah it goes way better difference. definitely yeah. wow um so um so so other than bioware you haven't been involved with any other studios uh no any like outside work or freelance work or nothing uh like yeah I've, i i just recently was able to do i got like three variant covers for marvel Oh wow! Which was kind of a dream come true. That oh was... yeah, that's true. I saw that. Um, um. Uh, actually, actually, my friend pointed pointed one of them out to me. It was it was the one where uh, like Old Man, Iron Man, and Cap and everybody. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was like, damn, <laughs> Matt's really good at Marvel covers. Like, <laughs> you know, if concept <laughs> well, art ever you. just like turns over, you could just instantly go into another field and they'd be like, where the hell have you been? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's encouraging. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it never comes to that. But I mean, it, it's it it is true. I mean, it was it was a dream come true. I feel I was joking with my wife that uh, Marvel has now given me more money than I've given them. Wow, it's kind of a nice, <laughs> a nice turning point there. One of your like one of the one of the things that'd be like Star Wars just suddenly I don't know like giving me a little bit of work and then paying for all of the merch I've ever bought in my whole life. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Man, um, so that that was pretty cool. But and aside from that, it's been there've been a, a few little uh, side projects here and there and. And things mm -hmm. like that, but and I, but, I wanted to ask you about the ILM project because um I've been following your work since like literally the end of high school, which for me is like five six years ago. Um, but that project in particular, a friend at work showed it to me, and I was just like, okay, I know who this is, but this is like, this is ridiculous. This is so good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Like being being a huge Star Wars fan, and obviously you are too. Like knowing about oh, yeah. knowing about the Hidden Fortress, some of the some of the you know like 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 the backstory of how the films were made, being able to yeah. really feed in, into that project um, um do you want to talk a little about the, the um the ilm thing 
Sure. Yeah. Well, that was, um, it kind of came at a perfect time. I, um, my, I have two kids and they're now kind of at the age where they actually go to bed. Right. <laughs> um, so I've, I've been able to get some actual, uh, time to make art again. I was sitting at my desk, um, in that familiar state of, okay, what should I draw? Like, I don't want to do another study. I need to actually apply it to something. Mm-hmm. And then pop up comes the ILM art challenge on, on art station. And so I just thought, all right, sure. I'll sign up for this. And then having, having no idea how much work it would actually be. Did you know what you were getting into? I had no idea. Oh, man. But it was cool. I mean, you know, for the first ones going, you realize, like, wow, there's, like, 3,000 people or more that are... 4,000, actually. You know, and 4,000. Like, there was, like, geez. 200 at the end. So I was just like, man, that's, like, a 5.7 survivor rate. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that. Yeah. It's really crazy. But, I, you know, I, I just thought that would be great. I, ha- I haven't really tried drawing Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars is fundamental. It's, like architect mental architecture for all of us at this point yeah um but i've never tried to draw it and the one thing i loved about the first challenge was that it was um having to draw only stuff that already existed like Mm -hmm. don't invent characters don't invent locations like use only material that's there and it really kind of forced you to try to like absorb the aesthetic as much as possible Mm -hmm. no designing whatsoever yeah yeah um on on my own personal side i made it to the end of the first but i was just like I'm getting used to a full-time job. I'm right out of school. I can't handle yeah. both. Like, oh no, for sure. A lot of like a lot of people, and including people that could have won, eventually just had to drop out because, like, <clears throat> yeah. In fact, yeah, I was I was having an argument with some people at work. I was just like, man, Matt should have won, and like most people were <laughs> like, yep, and one guy was just like. Mm. but yeah like like everyone was like you you just absolutely knocked it out of the park on that one oh, well, so thank um, you. Like, like like how many hours was that you know in in total to um to well, uh produce all that stuff that's a good question um i it, each piece uh for them i uh, probably put in at least six hours jeez um <laughs> so that's probably yeah i don't know times how many were there it doesn't many hours uh, it was it was a long time but it, i mean it was spread out the whole contest kind of was spread out throughout the summer like you'd have you know the one one challenge was just basically two images mm-hmm. and they gave you almost like a week and a half for each one so it ends up being if, if you manage your time it was it wasn't too bad but yeah i totally understand why people were dropping out and actually that made it that really up the the terror factor um because for anyone that doesn't know this pro this contest was run where you couldn't see anybody else that was in it. So as far as you were concerned, it was just you and ILM. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and, the and also number. Didn't post on social media. So like you, you yeah. pretty much can't show anything until the end and get feedback on anything. What Ex- like whatsoever. Exactly. So occasionally when a really talented artist would have to drop out and you'd see some of their work, it's like, Oh shit. You, you realize like there are sharks in the water. <laughs> Dead sharks, but sharks. Well, yeah, it's like, well, if, if they're if they're dropping out, who's still in? Like, this yeah, is terrifying. People yeah. are getting picked off, but I mean, like, they're 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 sort of getting picked off by their own, you know, schedules or timelines and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, um, uh, that 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 challenge sort of convinced me. Seeing you finish and being like, wow, like like I I, I wouldn't have won. I wouldn't even come close. I wouldn't have gotten an honorable mention. But just seeing what you did just convince me like if i start a challenge like that or or even have an interest in one i'm never giving up like i will yeah, make the time from now on absolutely well and honestly like i'm i'm very like i'm i'm really honored and, and humbled by the the honorable mention like that to me i was i've been glowing ever since it, it it's it's huge it feels like a bit too much um 
but I, I think just too on a much personal, or not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think on a, on a personal note, like it just to have actually finished this, like I just, I'm really thrilled. It showed me just personally what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Like I really, I really tried on this thing. So I'm yeah. glad it went far. Um, but I think, you know, it's just, it's more encouragement to just like try more things, finish more things, try new subject matter. Yeah, definitely. And then looking at looking at some of the winners, like like the first and second, third place, it's like, oh damn, okay, now I got to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, harder. so it's motivation, sort of pushing you and pulling you too. Exactly. Nice. Um, so yeah, that that sounds like it was a crazy experience for you. Jeez. Um, so moving on, sort of back to your back to your stuff at Bioware. Um, and uh, you said you were you were a lead concept artist. Yeah. So how does that differ from from uh, from from a position like the actual art director and 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 the concept artists that are under you? Sure. Um, I well, I like to say it's they basically just needed a, a point of contact. Right. Um, so that's essentially that's that's the that's the the sum of it for the most part. If someone needs to come talk to the concept art group as a whole, they can come to just one person, and you know, and I can kind of filter it that way. Um, but in trying to to emulate my art director, uh, there's something I really love about. I, I, I just see like in leading, he's leading by example, and and he basically looks at what his team is experiencing and tries to get any obstacles out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like that's his his number one job. So um, I kind of try to do the same for anyone that's working with me. Uh, you know, just in any concept art job, there's just a million requests that come through that are. Uh, you know, it's just the, the normal stuff that comes through. It's like we need ten chairs, we need, you know, four goblets. What did what does a place setting look like? Yeah. What did what do torches look like in this environment? Like it's not the the awesome glamorous. You know, design a main character, design a dragon, design all this cool stuff. Just design a really really good looking box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, like honestly, one of the things I'm the most proud of on Inquisition. Uh, is for example, and this this I feel is like what a lead should be should be doing. So I'm thankful I had the opportunity to try it. Was um, those tarot cards were coming in and they were looking beautiful. Casper uh, mm-hmm. Conifel, Ramil Sunga, and Nick Thornborough in particular were just knocking them out of the park. Yeah, um, I did a few of them, but I realized like mine just did not have the same level of charm that theirs had. That they just had this knack for it. So for two months. I tried to take on all of the just typical kind of drudge work because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm able to work fairly quickly. That's kind of one of the skills I bring to the table. Um, and so I was able to quickly kind of churn through and, and essentially play defense so that they could just pour all their love into those things. Right. So, you're, you're, and, so you were basically taking some of their workload so they could really, really nail those things because like, like yeah, you see yeah. those tarot, tarot cards all the time in the game. Oh yeah, like every exactly. load screen you can like shuffle through them. It's fucking cool. Totally. And so every time a new one would be finished, it would just you know if I'm getting tired or frustrated or exhausted, a new one would come in and it just ah that's why I'm doing awesome. Okay, <laughs> totally worth it. Uh, so so in that case, I think as a lead, that's that's like one of those things that you can do is is you should know your team and, and recognize you know who can do what and um try to provide opportunities for an artist to really excel at whatever it is that you know their their gifts are interesting okay cool that, but that, I, that it's, that's that's totally something i would have wouldn't have expected but yeah it's awesome it's also kind of um uh Byra was smart in that they realized pretty early on that they kept promoting people out of their abilities um, okay 
So they created like management streams and tech streams. So as you get promoted, you could either become a people person, a people manager, or you could become a technical, you know, you get technically promoted where, so that that's kind of the, the path that I've chosen. Like if I were to become an art director, I would be drawing way less. Right. And, and, and you sort of do not want to do that. You want to keep drawing no matter what. Yeah, for the foreseeable future, I want to be at my desk drawing. Mm-hmm. So being a lead concept artist is kind of the kind of the highest point that I can still be doing that. Right. Um, and so just kind of continuing in that in that vein, me and my art director work really well together. So we're just trying to hold this pattern of art director and lead concept artist, and just I go out and I draw whatever needs to get drawn, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's able to kind of manage how that gets translated to the rest of the team. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Wow, that's um, that's a distinction that that is definitely news to me, which is really really good to sort of file away. And for everyone else, for everyone else who's who's listening too, like every, like I I get all these little tidbits about you know what concept art actually is and all the little nuances and stuff. And even yeah. studio to studio, it's different. I'm just like, wow, yeah. this is such an awesome field. Totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like like I'm I'm working visual development in an animation studio, so it's okay. kind of similar, but it's also yeah. a lot smaller scale too. Right. So you're doing a lot of a lot of different subject matter. Like literally everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, are you doing uh, like within a within a production? So, what kind of stuff are you working on right now? Um. So right now, the studio itself is working on a couple of Nickelodeon shows. And I actually don't know if I can mention what they are, but okay. Nickelodeon, so a lot, Fair a lot enough. cartoonier. Sure. And um, and then sort of in the back drawer, we're doing a lot of development on original shows that will eventually be coming out of the studio. So we want to ah, you know, cool. okay. basically fund them ourselves. And um. Some of them are, are like, you know, detailed and, you know, like semi-realistic enough to look like Star Wars concept art. And then some of it is just like some of the most cartoony stuff I've ever seen. And like, I come from the side of things kind of like you actually where you know, like, like the more sort of DreamWorks end of animation where yeah. it's a, where it's a little not realistic, but it's sort of, it's, it's in between that and cartoony. Yeah, and like, yeah. I'm really stretching, you know, what I can do by, by attempting simpler stuff. And it's like, it's harder than it sounds. <laughs> oh man, it would. Yeah. Well, to be it, like trying to switch up your style, that that's gotta just be a massive, massive change. Yeah. It, it sort of just it, it it basically requires you to just sort of walk off um walk off the edge of the plank and just take the plunge and just just yeah. friggin' do it. And if you don't if if it doesn't really work out, then like that's okay because you can pass it on to like we got we got another I think one or two people in development now because it's it's kind of a growing thing ever since I got there one of the interns who was going to go back to Sheridan for fourth year ended up just staying on at the studio because he's like I need money and they think I can do it and everyone's telling <laughs> me to so I'm going to stay and yeah. that's freaking awesome for him because not only does he get to miss out on I don't even know how much animation is per year now but like he also just gets to get into the industry earlier which yeah, is uh, well, which is really awesome for him too. Actually, kind of reminds me of you, except um, you know you went back to school. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, it's um. It's it's a really really kick ass job so far, and you know I'm just absolutely loving every part of it. It's really stressful too, but I think that kind of comes with it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like in your own experience, is is it is it sort of like you know stress sometimes, lower stress other times? Yeah, it definitely it comes in waves for mm-hmm. sure. There's times where everything everything is needed right now. Yeah. And then other times, although it is rare that, you know, you get to sit and really think and try things out and experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's true that the stressful times, I think, are it's really good. We uh, we've been doing some life drawing at work and uh, we, uh, you know, you, do, you end up getting into that 10 minute pose length where you're starting to really just take your time. And then at one point we switched right back to one minute. 
was like, oh crap, shit, ah, how does this work? Okay, and you suddenly realize that how much confidence comes from having to rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you really find your own shorthand when you're trying to get things done super fast. Yeah, that's that's totally I, what gesture drawing is all about. It's all shorthand until you can get yeah, the poses. Which I, I'm starting to believe more and more that's all style is. It's like whatever your shorthand is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, shit, um, there was a YouTube video and someone was mentioning that. Yeah, a friend sent it to me. I watched it about a month ago and he was, he was saying like it's better just to d- learn to draw realistically and yeah. then sort of figure out what your shorthand is. Um, what was his example? I, I think he, I know uh, the video you're talking about. He was talking about an anime nose. Oh yeah, that was it. Holy shit! And he was just like, so like, like, like the shadow shape. Basically, the artist just like you know distilled it down into this particular shape, and that's it. It's a nose missing all the other all the other detail except for this. And it's yeah. sort of how he how he sort of shorthands reality. And I was just like, that's amazing. I'm just gonna completely forget about my own style then and just study reality until it becomes boring. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, being able to just um, yeah, because if you understand it, you can change it. You can define it. That's that's funny too. Because I'm I'm kind of glad to use the anime example. Because I mean, there are some very talented artists who use it, but there are a lot of style traps that young artists get fall into. Right. Where they think if they just figure out this style, then they're going to be okay instead of figuring out reality. Yeah, definitely. I actually actually know some some really really kick out kick ass artists who work in like an anime style. Yeah. But the best ones can switch immediately out of it. Exactly. And they're just like, I can draw Western cartoons. I can draw you know like Western comics or like realistic anything because they've already totally. studied it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Definitely. a great a great other example would be like furry artists. But then you look at Black Sad. Exactly. Black Sad is like that, just taken to the absolute like extreme, but good extreme. Exactly, and I, th- I I think I'd argue that Black Sad like it 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 definitely comes less from like the anime furry side and more from like like just I guess the anthropomorphic Disney animation side. Just being unbelievably talented side. Yeah, yeah basically, and just and then <laughs> and then watercoloring every single page. Like, what the hell, man? That's I, mean, just... I know. <laughs> like, I'm not even that far <laughs> along in my own development. Like, my career started four months ago, but like, god damn it, I I still. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. It's so daunting, but yeah, well, you know what? Like, do more ILM challenges, and you'll have the confidence to just like just make a black side yourself. Actually, that's another yeah. question I wanted to ask you. So, like, like on the side, if you have any time at all, do you have like any you know personal IP projects going? I do. Really yeah, awesome. I do. I um I a few years ago, actually, surprisingly, a long amount of time ago now, probably like five or six years or something like that. I did a comic for uh, an anthology project mm-hmm. that some uh, fellow artists and uh, from ACAD and Bioware were, were doing. So everyone just kind of pitched in with a comic. And I just enjoyed that so much. <clears throat> and I've been thinking about it ever since. So I've been kind of writing and drawing. I've got about 10 pages of uh, thumbnails for an outline. Wow. Uh, so I think, yeah, just kind of toying with a graphic novel thing. We'll, we'll see how what time allows and Mm-hmm. and how things yeah, go that's, that's pretty much it like you got to schedule it into what you're already doing yeah um but yeah actually um, um there's an artist that you uh if um have you heard of uh, uh mickey montillo can you spell that uh m-i-k-i and then m-o-n-t-l-l-o with an accent on the o you might also just um just just get lucky by searching yeah. worship jolly roger Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much exactly what you just described. Just made real. 
totally that was incredible yeah i'm i'm, I'm sitting I'm, I'm staring at it on my desk right now because i finally just found the hardcover version and i was just like so and i flipped to the back because i knew there was gonna be some cool stuff and he basically just treated it like an animation production and the entire comic could be cells from an animated film but they're just yeah. drawings really yeah. really well rendered and drawn drawings but like it, it it could be an animated film if he could you know find like all the the funding and stuff but yeah that's basically it you know personal ip turned real into a comic book mm -hmm. well and what's the um I'm, I'm not very up on it but i was excited to see disney picked up uh delilah dirk am i saying that right there was but basically just this side project or a, pro a graphic novel project someone who'd been on for years totally just looked like a thing of passion now it's essentially the next ip Wow, you know what? I'm not to search this because this is news to me. Delilah. Oh wow! Holy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've I've seen this. I've seen this a little bit, and you know, it, it number one, it totally looks like something Disney would pick up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really up their alley. But <laughs> it's interesting. A lot of like really really well drawn comics. Like they're, they're all um, they don't they don't all look the same but they all have that look like someone who can draw yep. literally everything so yep. they just do draw literally everything <laughs> exactly exactly jeez <laughs> uh, yeah i'm going to have to look i'm going to have to look more into this cuz this is some insane looking stuff yeah it's really nice wow <laughs> um uh we've we've actually kind of gone gone over this a little bit but is there anything else that you think you know pe like 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 what's the what's the least known thing about working at as a concept artist in games you know like something that people may never have thought of um that's a good that's a really good question I, one that i'll probably think about for the next few months but i think you know over one of the ones that i've been kind of passionate about that i've talked about is just that there is a lot of really mundane stuff that needs to get done mm -hmm. and there's no really there's not really any way around it yeah. um at least you know for this foreseeable future that a chair is a chair we need to know what chairs but like with games with okay well let me put it this way with movies there are prop warehouses where you can go find stuff you can go to locations you can get things right um with games, everything needs to be built by somebody. Mm -hmm. Every blade of grass, every every wooden table leg, every everything needs right. to be built. Because you can't just reuse assets from like 10 games or 10 years ago. You have to design everything from scratch. Yeah, given the nature of technology. I mean, I have a rant for another day where I think, honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> someone should just pull the lever and we should stop and just try to make everything we have now as good as possible. Right. For like a solid decade and just focus on art and story. But that's i know that's never gonna happen um it's crazy but that's actually that actually sounds really cool yeah but i think that um you know it's it's just it's one of those things so being able to keep working on your fundamentals and and keep working on being able to render stuff in a convincing way in a in a and you know it's taking every opportunity to reinforce the story mm -hmm. um because you know every every crate has the potential to say something about the setting yeah yeah, um, definitely. So, you know, there are those chances there, but but just being really okay with that, being being enjoying um, enjoying taking on all of that extra stuff, because it, it really it's like it's like a side project. It, you know, if you want to do a graphic novel, I mean, I I, I admire Mike Mignola. Hellboy is just incredible. It's my favorite graphic novel ever. But he he figured out a way to 
only draw the things he likes to draw mm-hmm. and somehow which is, just make a story out of it <laughs> exactly which is which is awesome but taking on a bigger project like a comic you know suddenly you realize oh shit if i don't draw these cobblestones it's just not going to work yeah and and so you have to force yourself to get into all of these little details um and i like to say too you know uh, especially character concept art it's like a character concept work is 90% anatomy and drapery. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand anatomy and you don't have a really solid foundation of being able to render drapery, mm-hmm. then all you're left with is made up space foam stuff. Like it just, <laughs> there's True, not much. Yeah, left. definitely. Cause yeah, even, even if a character is wearing like, you know, like a mass effect bodysuit, there's still, you know, materials that you got to figure out to go over that. And they don't wear that suit a hundred percent of the time. Exactly. Yeah. And it, and something like inquisition, literally everyone is wearing some form of drapery, usually exactly. with armor over top of it, but yeah, shit. And um, I'm guessing that requires just a ton of continuous research before you even start designing. Yep. Yep. Constant. Because like we were saying at the start, it falls out of you like a sieve. So you need to keep filling it back up. Right. Like, um, when, when you're, when you're sort of, uh, like, like, let's say just given, given a new concept or something to design or, or maybe even at, at the start of a project, how much time do you have for research versus, versus actually producing stuff to be, to be, you know, sent off and modeled? Um, <clears throat> there's, there isn't really a set time and it's not like we, you know, we're restricted where we can't do any of it. So it, it really is whatever you feel comfortable giving yourself. Right. Um, there are, there are times when I know there's like a big thing to, to, to attempt. I'll take... I've now done this a couple of times. I'll just go down to the public library for a day and I'll just pull out a pile of books that's half as tall as me. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go in with my camera and just start gathering whatever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that day is usually worth about four months of, of research at least. Wow. Shit. <laughs> um, and like, like, like getting books as opposed to just Googling stuff. Is there, is there a definite benefit to going to an actual book on a subject and getting oh doesn't even compare yeah that's what i was saying the internet is still useless compared to that i well i mean okay not useless but but you look at like if for something to be on the internet it has to be scanned by somebody and then you have to trust that they're labeling it and and making it findable um and that it's not just a picture of someone's cat or penis or whatever Um, (laughs) right (laughs) and 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 you're talking about really really specific things like you know like 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 a type of drapery or a type of armor that's been worn, you know, like for a hundred years in some corner corner of the world that you could easily just find in a book, along with hundreds and hundreds of other similar things that you could research. Yeah, well, because you know, you're if you're looking for, I mean, let's say let's say it's we'll go with armor. There's a particular kind of armor that you're looking for. You go online, and once you're able to filter out all of the Skyrim armor and all of the LARPing armor and all of the cosplay and all of the Halloween costumes, mm-hmm. um, you're left with a, what it ends up being actually a fairly shallow pool of material. But you go to the library, and honestly, still, there are books and books and books, all yet unscanned, that are filled with filled with images that are all cited, labeled, um, and then that book is then a page right beside the, the next few pages are filled with other examples of those things mm-hmm. and so descriptions of what those things are. Right. So, so, you know, I, I, with, with armor, I mean, if you, if you realize, okay, well in my game, you're only ever fighting magical crabs that shoot fireballs. <clears throat> well, we know that the armor that was designed for the middle ages was built to solve a certain problem. 
So if we reverse engineer it based on our problem, we'll come up with something else. Right. And so having that deeper understanding of stuff that you can get with, you know, much, I find much more easily, much more cleanly with books. Um, it just gives you that deeper understanding and, and cool other options and just the, the, the potential for discovery. Because even I'd say like I, I go looking for one thing and I probably on my way grab 10 other books on other things that just happen to grab my eye. Mm-hmm. Like Google's algorithms are getting great, but they're still nowhere near. Yeah, it's true. And like I've, I've noticed in like like researching for, for my own design projects, Google kind of drops off after about five minutes of looking and you're just like, this is the same <clears> stuff or at least, you know, like like the same pictures of, of, of or, or different pictures of the same stuff. And it's just like, oh, all right. Man. <laughs> I, I would I watched um, I watched Snow White and the Huntsman. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That movie is my reference folder. Really? Like you just it, from a few years ago and, and it's the reference folder of a few other artists I know, like there were just every, almost every interesting thing from that film. It's like, Oh yeah, I have that shot. Wow. Was I that know, good? That's... Like I, I, I actually haven't seen it. I gave it a miss, but I will definitely check it out now. Uh, no, well, I'm not saying this in a really great way. I'm just, I mean like it, that Snow White and the Huntsman was like watching Google image search the movie oh okay um, cool <laughs> because like the good side of google image search well because yeah it's like you know we all have that picture of the artist that sculpted the you know the gold sculpture of the blanket right over the figure and there were all these little like different little animals in there different pieces of costume that that like oh, i've seen that before i've seen that before i've seen that before it was like very much just skimming the surface of what google image searches can give you from reference and then just putting all that in your movie skimming skimming the surface of what could have been if they'd researched a little more then yeah like if they had it just felt felt like i don't know just <laughs> too familiar territory watching that right <laughs> which is like, why i mean it's like that's I, like everything i've oh i get it now so it's like it's like everything i've already seen everything i've already studied great yeah yeah like i i have that picture of that butterfly mm-hmm and they, it's, they put it in. I have. I, I know what they're referencing here. I know what that is. I know what that texture is from. It, it just, yeah, it gets really familiar. Mm-hmm. Which is why I, it's, it's, not, it's another thing I like about working with uh, the art director I'm with right now, Matt Goldman, where he's just very much about going as far back as you can get. Yeah. So a lot of our references, he, we don't like talking about movies from the last 50 years like we try to go back farther and if we're looking at artwork we're trying to go way back you know like the northern renaissance is something we talk about a lot for dragon age mm-hmm. um just because i don't know you just get farther and farther back before it's been kind of chewed up and regurgitated and chewed up and regurgitated by uh, by artists yeah that's true because like like once you've once you've referenced one thing and then 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 another artist either references your work or the or what you reference like it's it definitely i guess pays to go a little bit farther back you're totally right yeah Huh, and I, I say this knowing I'm I'm not that great at it yet. Like this is still something I'm totally trying to push myself into. Yeah, but you're working on it when a lot of people just aren't, and they're just creating like the same stuff over and over again. Actually, um, <laughs> I saw this um I saw this trailer for this movie. Um, I think it's coming out of Russia, but I could be wrong. And it's um it's basically <laughs> the Russian version of the Avengers. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. oh my god, this is concept art. The movie. Yes. It was like every concept. Of, like like every generic concept of anything you've ever seen, it was in that trailer, and I was just like, "This is just worth watching for the for the laughs." Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome because like you know obviously people got paid to work on it, but I'm just gonna be like, I've seen 
all of this. It's yeah, I guess yeah. it's the same thing as uh, Snow White and the Huntsman, the Huntsman, except it's concept art, not just you know everything you've seen yeah. on Google. Huh. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm still gonna watch the hell out of it. It looks that <laughs> looks way too much fun. Yeah, it's like um, it's it's like uh, oh man, there's um, there, there's there's a lot of really really good bad movies, but like legitimately good bad movies out there. Like um, there was that knockoff of the Terminator that came out of uh, I think it was Bollywood. Yep. Oh yep. God, like. I, I I actually watched that like like a couple months ago a couple times with different people just to see the reactions and everyone <laughs> loved it. It was yep. oh man, it was it was just over the top to the point of just absolute stupidity and it was it was <laughs> Is it is it isn't this great though? I mean this is one of the things that I was talking about with Smartest when I was again back in Montreal and and saying how I, I just love it when artists are working and trying their hardest trying their hardest to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And to like, as an artist, just work on your fundamentals so that whatever your style is, whatever your voice is, we get to hear it because we don't need, you know, a million art station clones or, you know, whatever, like people who just have the same, same thing, all trying to be the same artists because you look at like, we wouldn't get Bollywood Terminator or Russian <laughs> Avengers with yeah. a bare head. You know, it's like, we want the, we want everyone's voice. Yeah. Man, we should we should like 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 in in um in the in the in the YouTube notes of this uh, of this podcast, I'm gonna have to put put clips of that stuff up because people are gonna be like, "What oh, yeah, are they yeah. talking about? I want to see this." <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was actually gonna ask you sort of as we start to wrap up, you know, what would a piece of advice or like several pieces of advice if you have them be to someone who wants to get into concept art for games specifically? But that sort of is it right there, like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just like work on your fundamentals and just let your style come. And like, I know how hard that is because I've, I've been fighting with it like ever, you know, halfway through school. And even now, like I just got to sort of lean back, let it, yeah. let it come. But well, is, I, is there anything else you, you might want to, you know, say to someone? I, I, want, I want to be able to say this. I, I haven't tried saying this before, so I don't know if I, I hope it's not at risk of sounding egotistical because I don't That's want okay. it to sound like it's that. fine. <laughs> um, but that was like one of my big goals with the ILM challenge was just to, just do what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know I have, the, I have all the star Wars art books. Um, I see star Wars concept art. I see like, you know, James Klein and Dylan Cole and all their stuff online. I, I see it. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to try not to emulate that, but just to do what I do and just see what happens. Yeah. And the cool thing was an honor, honorable mention out of it. Like, that's awesome. That, yeah, and, like, and like just what came through of, the Matt Robes, Rhodes pipe in that in that project was like people really liked it. So I've right gotten track, you know, yeah, people have been sending me some nice messages. So I, I just think it, it just goes for myself. It really reinforces what I've come to believe is just yeah, you know, we all want to see like just do what you do, and we all want to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Like, like I, I said this before, but I'll say it again. Seeing your stuff on the ILM project, and just seeing a guy like you who draws the way you do, working as a concept artist, which is what I eventually want to do, like you know, that's friggin' awesome. The fact that you know you don't have to, you know, beautifully, realistically render everything. You can get away with just you know drawing the way you want to draw, and it just works. Like, mm-hmm. it's that's that's awesome. You know, like um, um. Actually, one one last question I had, uh, which I've which I've asked some other people, but I'll ask you too, because you know I'm, I'm assuming the answer is going to be similar. Um, when when you're working on a project, how much sort of line drawing versus you know legit either photo bashing or you know like hand painted stuff do you really have to worry about doing? Yeah, well, it, it thankfully doesn't end up being very much photo bashing or realistic stuff. I, I still will do it. 
sometimes just either because we're specifically sending things out to an outsourcing studio that really needs that level of specificity mm-hmm. um, or it just as something that we know is going to just especially be sh- shown more and more to people wearing suits right <laughs> um, that have a harder time translating it but I, I think for the most part too one thing I, I say is that um, concept art has to be like 50% conversation both you talking to the people who need the stuff before you start drawing like you need to know what you're drawing before you get started right um which sounds obvious but it's amazing how how many artists just start drawing yeah um, i'm guilty of that <laughs> yeah oh me too um but but then too taking your image and going and bringing it to the people who are building it and talking them through it and and kind of explaining it like that's one thing it is kind of weird i and i get the the style thing a lot because my my stuff is simple and I, you know, okay, DreamWorks comparisons, Disney comparisons, I get it for sure. I'll own it. Mm-hmm. Which but is absolutely the, not a bad thing, by the way. Like that's that's I, like I'm thr- I'm thrilled by it. I, I yeah. gotta say, that's I grew up aspiring to be that, so that that, that works. Um, but I, I think too, it, it comes with like I'm drawing blueprints for people. I'm trying to be very specific so that 3D model builders don't have to try to come up with this stuff out of the blue. Like yeah. It, Beg looks really cool in concept art, but it doesn't help the people who have to work on it. Um, and so it's just kind of, a, it's it's not like I'm trying to be all styly. It's just, this is That's just how, how you kind do of, things. Yeah, it, it, just to make things as clear as possible to the people. Like, they, it is literally just blueprints. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so I think while I may not render stuff a lot, I'm being very specific about what what has to be built. I'm drawing what has to be built by people, and I'm going and making sure that they don't have any questions or if they do, they can, they're perfectly free to come ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do a lot of stuff, you know, it's easy enough now with once you build up relationship with artists, like if you point an arrow at something and throw in a picture of a leather jacket or something and say, you know, kind of like this, they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll sort of know what you're talking about. Be like, okay, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, to me, the most, the absolutely most important thing in the design hierarchy by far is shape. Mm-hmm. And, and so you can, you can establish that with line you don't need to render out exactly how cracked this, you know, corduroy pant is, whatever else like that. It's the shape of the thing that is the most important. Right. You could just take a picture of some cracked corduroy pants and then just exactly. put it up next to your line drawing. Lap it on. That's great. But yeah, so I think it's just a matter of, and then that helps me, you know, design 10 things instead of rendering one. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's, that's really, really good to think about. And that is definitely something that I did not know about concept art and, Awesome. Other people probably don't know either. So yeah, so concept art is 50% communication, not just in like talking, talking, but communicating as clearly as possible with your, with your, with your artistic ideas as well, or, or what, yeah. what you're designing. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Oh shit. <laughs> Man, this has been amazing, dude. Um, great yeah. interview. I'm, uh, I'm really, really happy we did this. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. So, um, as we were, as and we sort I of wrap talk about this stuff forever, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you've you've really sort of got your thoughts straight with uh, with everything. Um, so so as we wrap this thing up, um, do, do you want to let everybody know where your work can be found, like ArtStation or your blog or whatever? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can find my work at ArtStation, um, or I do have a Tumblr account, a Twitter account. I still have an old Blogspot account that I can't delete because I'm just so nostalgic about it. <laughs> um, I force myself to just choke down my. I made a Facebook account, so I have that mm-hmm. only recently. And uh, I think I have a DeviantArt account as well. I, I do. I do. 
I, I shouldn't. I just don't go to the DeviantArt account. DeviantArt is DeviantArt. Too late. I've, I'm like, yeah. Back in high school, <laughs> that's where I first found your stuff. I was just like, I, I remember, you know, like like copying your, um, what was it? Your, uh, um, I think it was your reboot um, redesigns. And I was just like, oh, yeah. this is this is so freaking cool. And like, that was <laughs> that was actually one of my first sort of introductions just to art in general. It was you and Joe Mad and like a whole bunch of, you know, like like original Star Wars concept artists and like, 50 or 60 other people but that specifically i remember that clearly in my mind and i'm just like damn <laughs> so yeah thanks for the intro into art matt <laughs> it's getting really surreal and trippy to to be talking to younger and younger people about, about this people stuff. that just like dug your stuff up and copied it and then tell you yeah. about it like 10 years later <laughs> when i'm starting to hear like man when when i was a kid my dad and i would play mass effect and it's like what what wait hold on how old are you <laughs> I don't know. What year is it? I don't, I don't know if I should tell you this or not, but I played Mass Effect when I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, 2007? Yeah, around then. Oh yeah. my goodness. And that, that, of course, blew my effing mind because I, I played Jade Empire, I played Culture 1 and 2, and then Mass Effect came along, and I was just like, okay, what what the heck? What is this? <laughs> this is awesome. Anyway, so, um, uh, yeah, is, is there anything else you, um, you, you, want, you want to get off your chest or, or say? Oh man, um, I can't think of it. Well, there is one thing, but it might take too long. Um, you know what? We got time. We can we can take another five ten minutes if you want. Uh, well, this is just something kind of neat that I, I figured out. I was recently at uh, uh, an art conference in Montreal. Awesome. Uh, the Gathering of Masters by Sin Studios, and um, there was uh, everybody showed up thinking that okay everyone else who's come to take talk about this it has way more technical knowledge than me so i'm going to talk about something that i think is important mm -hmm. it turns out all 10 speakers came to talk about story really yeah <laughs> <clears throat> and so you had like james gurney and terrell whitlatch and then like animator sarah you or samantha youssef and like ubisoft concept artists like Raphael lacoste and and uh um, it just, they're all talking about story. Cause like Samantha Yusuf is like a big life drawing buff and, um, yeah, you should. Well, and that's, and that's where Samantha Yusuf was the, was the one that triggered it for me. Cause I was, she was running a life drawing session at the end of the night mm -hmm. and she talked about how the line of action is the story and everything else on top of that is like the grammar damn you, you, you're like, blowing my mind because um when um, at taffy which is the uh, toronto animation arts festival international if i'm saying that right she was there and she was saying that but she did not say exactly that so that's really cool how that she must have like developed that idea afterwards i guess yeah it, it kind of blew my mind because i realized like the story is absolutely everything it is at the core of what we're doing mm -hmm. like if, if you don't have a story if you're not telling a story there's no point drawing anything to and and story yeah, is kind of like context it's sort of like it's, it's it's your reason for drawing this character or this box or whatever exactly so when you're doing like a life drawing having that line of action like that's everything about the character right there that's everything about the pose and then everything after that if you nail that line of action and you get their story the pose will work right and and so I still haven't clicked it together there, but it just it just reinforced for me how important that that is. So that's something I've really been kind of stewing around. Maybe in a couple of years I'll actually have that as a really digestible thought. But right, yeah, I remember her 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 version of line of action was different than what like like you would you would normally be taught in art school. It's not like it it doesn't follow the spine. It's like the general action of the body. And I remember she had like a whole bunch of live action stuff that she'd drawn over. Yeah, and I was just like. Yeah. 
like I was just like, man, mind blown, especially, especially with like, like the stuff where people's feet were leaving the ground and then the line yes. quickly transferred from one leg to the other. I was just like, yeah. dude, yeah. what is going on here? It's amazing. Yeah. And she was really cool to talk to too. Like she had so many amazing ideas about just life drawing story, life in general. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to listen yeah. to you and I'm not going to say a word because I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> well, as a, uh, as like, both ex ballerina and ex like Disney 2D animator, she is like the chosen one of life drawing teachers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it really doesn't get more sort of like niche than that. You know, like understand the body through you know like both moving it herself and then you know drawing it and then seeing it. It's like mm -hmm. you you can't for ask you you can't ask for anything more in in a exactly. life drawing teacher than that. It's crazy. <laughs> shit actually um so 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 in school did, did you do like a ton of life drawing is that kind of where you started your life drawing track uh yeah and yeah, then you just did, sort of yeah. continued it up until now yeah it was part of the fundamentals program like just uh, everyone did it and uh yeah it was just something we never stopped i there's a, a place that does it up here in edmonton uh i try to get to drop in classes but i'm not very good at it but um even just at work we've done like video series which you know drawing from pictures is never quite as good but it's, it's at least something, something. yeah it's better, or, than, it's, it's better than not doing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, life. Yeah. So, um, uh, I actually kind of fell off the life, life, life drawing train a little bit, but I really, really got to get back on because I'm, I'm like fresh out of school and I absolutely do not want to stagnate and it's probably oh, not yeah. going to happen, but they got like, you know, drink and draw sessions, um, in Toronto and like there, oh, there's actually great. quite a few, like, so I really have no excuse. I basically got to get <laughs> back into it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Actually, it was kind of neat recently. I, I found out, um, well, one of my, one of our technical artists or a technical animator, sorry, Aaron, he has, he has horses. Um, so I actually got to go out to his ranch and we did like a, a horse life drawing session. Wow. <laughs> felt like I, I was just pretending I was one of the old Disney animators back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Going like researching on some crazy new film. It's yeah. all horses. Yeah. Yeah. Next James Baxter over here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dude, it has been absolutely fantastic to, uh, to talk to you, like learned a ton of good stuff and, um, uh, other people will too once they watch this. Wow, so. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, so guys, uh, this has been our interview with Matt Rhodes. I had a ton of fun. Hope you did too. And um, I'd like to thank him for giving up part of his evening to uh, to have a chat, share some of the wisdom. Um, go ahead and hit the that subscribe button if you if you if you enjoyed this. Uh, we got plenty more awesome interviews coming up soon. And uh, this has been the Digital Artcast. And um, I'm Colin. Gordon will be back for the next one. And I will see you guys all in the next one. Bye-bye.